hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we up in the house for episode 96. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. welcome back. Yo, man. Yo, <laughs> I've stumbled upon this uh, YouTube con- uh, content creator I wanted to give a shout out to. His name is Desmond Dennis. This dude does uh, R&B renditions of kids' songs. Bro. Sounds pretty dope. So much more palatable. <laughs> and then on top of that, he does like some original songs where they're just about ki- topics kids go through. Like, I want to go to grandma's house or I want to I eat something else for dinner. And it's actually just fun, wholesome content. I was like, yo, my man, doing it big. Yo, because I don't know, man. I just, kids, they, they consume like music differently than us. Like, I don't think that we have to give them them simple dumbed down tones you know we can start <laughs> developing that taste and that the acumen early so i liked having you know good content that he can consume that is you know right, of right. quality music yeah so i want to give a shout out to desmond dennis yo kids cool jams yo that's the that's the lick right there if you got a young one that you want to entertain and kendrick loves the music of course that's that's the big thing you know fuck whether i enjoy it or not Kendrick really enjoys it, and I think that is probably pretty popular because my man's in the millions of views. So, you know, kids' content, man. I remember talking about that like a couple of months ago. Yeah, that's where it's at when it comes to content creation, bro. You're yeah, because that's when shit. you get the most. It was where you get the most automatic repetition. Yeah, who has more times to watch your content than kids? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, man. I mean, that's what people do. You know, what I mean, they put their kids in front of a media device. So if you can put make content that like is catered to them, like. Gangbusters. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So you you've been watching anything this weekend? Uh yeah, I caught a, a couple of um mediocre movies. Or, uh, well, I caught a <laughs> mediocre movie. I caught um uh the new mutants. Oh, okay. I caught shit. That. I didn't even know that was out. Is that any good? Um it was it was pretty okay. It, it was, was a movie? pretty okay, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was um, gonna be a series. Yeah, no, that that's yeah, he's like, I don't know if they're doing anything at this part of the universe. No, no, it, it's definitely dead for sure. Kevin Feige wow. already said that. Like, wow. um, Kevin Feige already said <laughs> that. It's going minute because th- that was, um, I believe that was Fox, and that was before they sold the rights over, and that movie had been delayed like three years consecutively. Dude, I was waiting things. for that movie because I was, I, mean, I like the new mean storyline. Um, Doug is one of my favorite. Marvel characters, um, Cipher. Mm-hmm. He's uh the one. He has the most useless power ever. He could just cipher any language, but they always find creative ways to make him relevant, especially in the the new content. Since I've been catching up on comics and shit, yeah, yeah, man. And the new sort of X storyline, Doug has some a pretty cool cool uh role to play. But anyway, yeah, damn, New Mutant sucked. I mean, it was it wasn't great. I'm not gonna say it sucked. It was it was just a pretty average movie. I felt like they were trying to do too much, and so mm-hmm. it just kind of like. Um, it just it just didn't really hit in any like it didn't really wow me in any particular way. You know what I mean? Um, the story was cool. Like that it was. No wonder I didn't see follow, it on. He said it's Fox. That's why I didn't see it on Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and this was yeah, this was the last movie that they had. This is the last X Men property that they had uh, the rights to So make. they just said fuck it. So I mean, no, nah, definitely not. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say that. It it was just you know. Um, there, I mean, at the time when they made that, I don't, I don't think that was, uh, I don't think that was finalized at that time, but because uh, the first, I don't remember, but but it got delayed three times yeah. in the course of like uh, 2017, 18, and 19, or 18, 19, and 20, whichever one, and 
Basically, it's about Danny Moonchild, who's her part was actually pretty dope. Yeah. She's a mutant, and her psychic power is she can manifest people's fears to reality. So that was pretty lit. And um, in the beginning of the movie, there's this fucking disaster that wipes out her entire um her entire reservation, and she's left all alone. And she wakes up in this house with these other mutants. And you got this lady named Dr. Reyes who's like, yo, new, new mutants are dangerous because their powers usually manifest in crazy scenarios. So we're mm-hmm. here to help you train your powers and shit. That's mm. that's the guys that they're under. But, you know, as the movie progresses, you basically realize that this isn't really a house so much as it's like a, a lab. It's like a really fancy lab slash prison for them. Like her power, uh, Dr. Reyes' power is kind of cool. She creates force field and she's got this giant force field that's around the building at all times. I mean, not a, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, right outside the, um, the perimeter. Yeah, right outside the perimeter of the actual <clears throat> yard or the property. And um, uh, some of the characters are pretty cool. They got Sam uh, Cannonball in there. Sam Guthrie, who's Cannonball. Yeah. Um, uh, Roberto, but I don't remember his name. I'm not familiar with his character, but he bursts into flames. Yeah. So he's Sunspot. He, <clears throat> that might be his name. Sunspot. Yeah. Oh, but he's, he said his name is Roberto. I think yeah, Sunspot's he's Japanese. Like, um, yeah, Roberto. He's specifically Brazilian. He's like he comes from a rich Brazilian family or something. They might have just redid his character. Very possible. They might have combined some characters. Yeah, to, like, make some shit fit. Um, I character played by Maisie Williams. I think <gasps> they're called Williams? Wolfsbane. <clears throat> oh, Wolfsbane. Yeah, she's, yeah. She so turns she... into like a dog, and yeah. she's got like heightened senses and shit. And fucking magic. Ileana Rasputin was in it, which was, I mean. She's Ile- dope. She's, Ileana a, she's cool. a super important character. Yeah, too. I love Ileana as a character. But in here, I felt like she's, I guess because it's the, at the start of her journey, she's too, she's a bit like too edgelordy for me. But I, I kind of understand mm. that's just at her stage of that teenage development. That would be the, the you know what I mean? That'd be the rebellious teenager who's like, she's like wild racist daddy mood child. She's just like, yo, he's daddy rock. <laughs> Whoa, Static Rock! Do you know how to grow weed? And she's like, no. She's like, what kind of Indian are you? Like, like Ileana's pretty. She's a douchebag in this movie for, for quite the most part. I mean, um, it's. I mean, those people exist. I don't yeah, know how entertaining grows, it is to watch. And she grows. Them. That's the start of her. That's the start of her journey. She journey. She ends up being um not being a piece of shit by the end of the movie. I mean, she's still like a like a. Dickish edgelord, but you know, not you know, what I mean, she's not like overtly racist in front of everyone. <laughs> um, but dang, okay, you think it's worth watching? Uh, yeah, it's got a pretty cool twist to it. I mean, I was able to see, but, how, it, if, but New through. Mutants was supposed to tie into to the Marvel Universe. I guess they do not. They do. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it ties into the old Marvel Universe from like um from like the Fox Universe. It ties in with them because they make direct reference to Professor X and shit like that. Like oh oh oh, you mean like the first class universe? Yes, I believe that's the universe that Gork it's linked it. to. I think so. They don't directly. Other than, like, the allusion to Professor X, because the lady's just like, oh, yeah, we're training you guys to go out there and save the world. You know, I'm reporting to my higher-ups. She keeps she keeps being very vague about who she works for. Yeah, of course. And uh, the kids assume that it's, um, they assume that it's Professor X. And this, he was in a wheelchair as he was doing it. And he does, like, Professor X touching his forehead shit. She's like, oh, you know who she's talking about, right? Yeah. What? Yeah, what? That's shit. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I get out of my face. But that's the closest as a reference as you get to the rest of the X universe. 
But um, are you going to watch it? The twist is kind of interesting. Probably not. It? Probably not. All right. So the twist is that. I just uh, don't like Fox. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I don't like a lot of the media they produce. So I'm just like, I'm yeah, not gonna not waste my time. Much. You're not missing much. Um, uh, the whole thing is, especially if it's not necessary for for like understanding future content. Yeah, definitely not. They're gonna reboot the entire universe, and Kevin Feige said he wanted to wait a little bit to give some space. Well, I I, I hope that he tells that story still because I would love to see like his production house do that story. Definitely, that I'm sure it'll be a lot better. But I think why I say it was trying to do too much is it was um it was like part Breakfast Club, part like um horror uh, movie, okay, yeah, but like much, not really. Um, it was uh, it was just I don't know it, they. But anyway, she wasn't working for Professor X. She was working mm-hmm. for the Essex Corporation, which is um uh, as you know, Mister Mister Sinister. Mr. Sinister is yeah, and um, uh, yeah. At the end of the day, uh, Danny. Her power were manifesting all of their fears and made them start tripping out, which eventually led to them being like, yo, you can't control her power, kill her. And then when they tried to kill Danny, um, shit didn't really go so well. And Usually don't. That's when everybody had to band together to take out Dr. Reyes, and then that's how the movie kind of ends. Hmm. But, I mean, the fight scene at the end was pretty cool. Magic stops being a bitch, and she goes like, she puts the armor on and starts wielding the, spl- the, the blade around. Lockheed becomes real. Because throughout the movie, she's talking to a sock puppet that she calls Lockheed, and it speaks to her and shit as the sock puppet, puppet, and it's played off like she's crazy. But at the end, after she goes to limbo and nuts up, she like whips out the sword, and Lockheed is an axe dragon that helps her fight the um, cool spirit bear that is the entire metaphor for (laughs) for the for the movie's message, which is like you know the Indian proverb: "If you got two bears inside you." And so is that thing. She, uh, uh, Danny's whole thing is there's a giant spirit bear that it's actually kind of dope because it shows up at the end and eats Dr. Reyes. Damn. And it was pretty brutal. But but other than that, it was it was pretty underwhelming overall. But there were some cool moments. Jeez. That, I mean, it sounds cool. You know, what you're describing, like a lot of times like you'll be talking about movie, I'm like, Ugh, I don't know where. <laughs> But that actually sounds vaguely entertaining. Like yeah. that, that that sounds actually like I might take a, take a moment to 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 give it a check. They're pretty. It, it, I mean, it's an hour and a half, so it's not that much of a time investment, which is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I don't think they they could really to, do too much else with that, but um, I don't know. I'd say it's definitely it's it's a nice superhero watch. It's just that it's based on the um. You know, like the, the superhero genre is thick with good movies right now. So when they make a mediocre yeah. one, it definitely yeah, that's how it is. But it's it's an enjoyable movie. It's just not great in any particular way. All right, all right. That's all you were watching. Um, I also caught the the uh most of the Kevin Hart um uh, stand up. All right. I mean, I'm I'm not too keen on current Kevin Hart. After it seemed like the more his production value went up and his audience had to broaden, he became more like ingrained in the character that he was playing, mm-hmm. and never moved on past that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I, I just I, it got old on me. And so I don't want to say the man's not he's wildly successful. You know, I I might I think that he's wildly successful because white people like watching black people act silly. And he he does a silly type of comedy, so it is what it is. But hey, man, he's feeding his family with that shit, bro. You're like, why should I care? Like, that's that's the least egregious thing I've ever that's seen somebody silly. do for money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
when it comes to like pandering to a white audience, like fuck it, I'm not mad at him for it. But just that, I say all of that to say I don't really find much of his stuff entertaining anymore. So I'm glad that you watched that because someone, one of us, can give a valid opinion on it. <laughs> I mean, I would say more or less the same thing that I said about uh, New Mutants. It was pretty mediocre. Like, Ooh. um, I, I there weren't any like, and, I, and I've been following Kevin Hart since like Grown Little Man and shit like that. Like, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan. And I've seen all of his stand-ups, but this one was just, it didn't have the, and I kind of noticed the same thing that you did. Um, after a certain point, after the the inflection of his movie career, I felt like the actual humor level of his stand-ups for me personally kind of started dipping down. And this is just sort of like, yeah, it's just, this one's just following that trend. I just thought it wasn't as funny as His career doesn't seem to be ones. maturing and his audience is. And so, and that's, that's, that's the difference with Dean. Like, can you like, look at Dave Chappelle half baked and look at Dave Chappelle today. There is a grand arc of maturity. You know what I mean? And so people stick with Dave because they trust that he's growing and they can grow with him. And unfortunately, um, I don't know. Kevin comes off as a minstrel show to me a lot of times. And I'm not (laughs) saying that to be an asshole. And I'm not saying that to say that Kevin even wants to do that. I'm just saying that. Unfortunately, we live in a society that'll comp- that will keep rewarding you for doing something, even if you don't realize that it's bad. And Definitely. they're you know, and they'll reward you. I mean, like look at look at, and I hate to use this example because this is an extreme example, but look at Donald Trump. Like they just keep rewarding him for doing the wrong thing. So of course he's starting to think the wrong thing is right. You guys keep rewarding <laughs> me for that. Absolutely. And so unfortunately, like Kevin Hart is, like he keeps getting rewarded and paid paid great amounts of money and get even bigger venues to pander to a type of comedy that mostly white people like and that's fine you know but you know then you can't be surprised when a lot of black people just don't find you funny anymore and and i'm not and and i don't i just say that to, to give a genuine critique i don't say that to be mean i don't have anything against kevin hart you know i hope that he's grown because he's got a lot of demons that i know he's fighting and so i don't want to just pile on him He's got his own shit that he's dealing with, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so I just critiqued it without having watched it, so. <laughs> I mean, You, you can, I can continue if you want to talk more about that. Nah, it, it's got some good laughs in it, but it's not, you know, it's not like uproarious as, as I would have liked. But, you know, mm-hmm. if you got time, we can check it out. It's an hour. Throw it on the background. That's what's up. Well, I did, uh, I, caught, I finally caught Parasite. Nice, what'd you think? Um... I mean, yeah, I caught half a parasite. I did not. I, I, I'm not going to say. I give it a solid five. Yeah, all of it is in production value. It was, <laughs> it was good acting. Yes, and it was good production. Absolutely. The okay. story was shallow and culture propaganda, and I did not enjoy that part. Yeah, that um, the fuck out of me. It lacked the character development needed to make those people like real to me. Um, maybe it's because it was written for a Korean audience and they more readily accept tropes than I do, but I need, and, and, and I'm always reminded of like, uh, Tupac because there's several occasions in which he would go out for a character and they would have him, he'd read the script and during like an audition, he'd be acting, but why is his character doing this? And it's like, yo, just, just write the script. And he's like, but no, there's no motivation. Like, this is just weird. Like. You just have this black guy acting like a thug and nobody knows why. Like, how did he get to this point? Like, why am I attacking this person? And they're like, 
that doesn't matter. And it's like, and he's like, yes, it does. And it was, and that always struck me because it's like, yeah, it does. You know what I mean? Like none of this happens in a vacuum. I mean, even in the fictitious world that it's happening in, mm-hmm. none of it happens in a vacuum. And to have a complete story, you want to have a, a, at least a minimum bearing on that. And I just didn't have any minimum bearing as to why those, that family, why the father made his choices. Like he had, he was old as shit. He had a whole long life that led to why he was behaving the way he was. And we got none of that backstory we have no backstory as to why his wife chose to be with somebody who's so clearly like a waif you know what i mean like i just i don't know parasite was and and it, and it saddens me that it actually won all those awards because it didn't deserve them it beat a lot of movies that were deserving of awards and um yeah it's, it was just not a great movie for me yeah i uh, and I stuck with it because Carolina was like determined, and she was uncomfortable watching the whole movie just because those like, and and it, and that's I love her so much for this. Like she watching people do fucked up dickish things physically makes her uncomfortable. Like why yep. are you doing that? Like Absolutely. it's just not that's not entertainment to me. Absolutely. Like I understand dynamic characters who have motivations and who might be wrong in their motivations, but have them. But these characters were just pieces of shit for assholes. no good reason. Yeah, and. Yeah, so she she and but she was like, I gotta see it for the payoff. And at the end, I was like, So did you get the payoff? She's like, Nope. And I was like, Damn, <laughs> no, that, that solidified it for me. Like, this is just a bad movie. With that like, man, I I was just I was just the whole time I'm so confused as to another thing to me is is I have this thing where like the house is the sanctuary, right? And I I I have a hard time watching people disrespect other people's houses. Well, that's that's a Jamaican thing. I'm such a it's a very big un- problem with thing. That. It's a very uncool thing. That you know is an easy way to get boxed up bad and just and toss these out. People extended so. Much. I mean, granted, uh, nah, bro. These people got hired. Even if you did dupe the people to get there, I get that part. But then to get into the people's houses, by and the time then the four of them were employed, them. they had enough fucking income to actually just like keep working and become better and yeah. do better like at that point you were like you were doing yeah. your jobs and you were doing them sufficiently for the family so like why are you now <sighs> yeah there were such terrible people i could not watch like that. being and like yeah the and, and 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 that decision and i guess this is spoiler alert territory uh at one point uh after so I, well i should i give some backstory i guess to the plot um there's a family husband wife son daughter uh they live in squalor and but they're but they're very intelligent like they're savvy people they have skills they just i guess they don't they don't want to work in an, or they can't get a job uh, a normal job and so at one point this one of the son's friends uh asks him to become an english tutor in his stead because he has a crush on the girl and he doesn't want to ask any of the other tutors to tutor her because then they're going to hit on her and, and it's going to interrupt his whole courtship process. So he's getting his homeboy to look over her while he's away. And then, you know, and he can make some money on the side. So the son ends up taking the job and then finds out that the son, that the, the family that the, the young lady belongs to is like a affluent family and that the son needs an art tutor. Enter in his sister. He gets his sister a job, but now they're pretending that they don't know each other. And so he gets his sister a job as the son's art tutor. And then they conspire to get the housekeeper fired. <laughs> and then the housekeeper gets fired and they get their mother hired. On, oh, no, I'm sorry. 
they conspire to get the the, the, driver. the driver fired, and then the the father gets hired on as the driver. Now all the while they're all pretending that they don't know each other, and then they all three conspire to get the house uh, made fired. And then the mother takes her job. So now the whole family is employed by this rich affluent family in different parts, but yet they're playing like they don't. And so now they've gone from unemployed to now they're all making money off of this family doing private uh, work for them. And I guess that this is the parasite relationship that they're referencing is the, the, the poor class being parasites on the affluent uh, productive class, which is like, ugh. It was so ham hocked and 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 heavy handed in its portrayal. It was like whatever. Um, the acting I still still think was pretty good. Yeah. So they I go through their that. whole thing. The family goes on a camping vacation, and then the uh, the uh, so the 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 poor family decides, hey, we're going to party in their house like it's ours, and then we'll just clean it all up and before they get back. They're doing that through the course of that. To, you know the old uh housemaid comes knocking at the door and she's like i need i left something in there could you guys let me in to go get it this and that so you know this th- stupidly she lets her in <laughs> she goes and then she runs to a secret compartment in the back of the uh in the back of the basement and she reveals that she's had like in the bomb shelter under the house she's been storing her husband and it's just like what? This don't even make no sense to me. I'm I'm just like how the fuck? And like the my husband nigga, is she's like got a job. crazy. Take your ass home, son. yo. My b- she lives somewhere, right? Thank you. Where the fuck does she? Yo, my dude. Thank you. Yo. Anyway, I don't need to go too much deeper into this. The fucking whole thing. Oh, the whole thing falls apart. They end up getting uh 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 they. They end up averting getting uh, revealed only for the uh, the husband of the crazy lady to – and you can watch the movie to see how this all unfolds because I don't care to explain it. But, <laughs> you know, he ends up attempting to murder the family because they inadvertently got his wife killed. And, you know, throughout that whole exchange – the the husband of the affluent in the affluent family goes to to approach the 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 guy who was living under his house and he like disdains him and he shows like open disdain for him and you know the the husband in the poor family like is so moved by how his open disdain for this this poor person that he murders him and i'm just like all right what the fuck ever dude what the fuck ever this shit just it, there and there's no real like there's a ton of exposition in between that, but none of it would lead you to believe that he would become a murderer. So it's one of those none yo, of we're it. running out of time. Wrap none it up. We it. gotta wrap this movie up. It was just and, and and it was such and that's what I mean, it was such cultural propaganda because if you're looking at it from the perspective of someone in Korean society that believes that to go against society is utter insanity, then yeah, of course you would expect him to do some random shit. Of course. Because people just do that, right? Mm. Poor people just randomly see see other poor people get disrespected and they snap and they just stab people and to death in front of their whole family. Like, fuck out of here, yo. <laughs> it's not even plausible. It's, it, it's just stupid. Like, it was just a, such an outlandish prospect that that is the course of action. I was like, I can't suspend disbelief. Yeah, it's one of those things where watching it just makes you bad. It makes yeah. you upset. 
it, it, it's, and and so yeah it just it sucks that that shit was award winning man because it just shows how empty the academy is because if that's what yeah. they fucking think is quality Korean cinema then they have never seen the fucking uh, any of the, the the awesome Korean cinema that exists like there's really good Korean movies that were never even nominated or anything and I'm just like this is what you guys choose but that's yeah. that's typical that that's was... typical I, I tried to stay away from any information about it. All I knew was that it was just like rave reviews. And I watch Korean movies every once in a while. So yes, I eventually we I was like, Con- yeah. We've, uh, uh, a train to Busan, boom, yeah, right I there. Feel that is an award-winning movie. <laughs> this was not an award-winning movie. Man from Nowhere. Man from no- Company Man. Like, there's Ugh. so many good, like, super dope Korean movies. Oh, <clears throat> but I I tried to give this one a shot, but I was just confused. it was a bad movie. It, and it, no, no, you're 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 better for having cut your losses because it didn't pay off in the end. <laughs> I was just like, what's happening, guys? Yeah. You gonna tell me what's gonna happen right now? No, no not. <laughs> now it's just gonna keep going like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, other than that, the uh, the interwebs was a buzz with the new HBO show, uh, The Undoing, and Ooh, the finale was today. So. Uh, We'll get Not into it. Um, it's a it's a murder mystery. Um, I'm gonna ruin it. Kinda so like that already. Yeah, it's it, it's a murder mystery with Nicole Kidman and and jeez, uh, what's the guy? Uh, oh, that's that courtroom drama joint. You what's were watching the guy earlier? from Notting Hill? What is his name? Notting Hill. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, he's no. a British guy. He's, he looks goofy to me, what's but evidently he's again? handsome. Uh, undo, the Undoing. I keep wanting to say Hugh Jackman, but it's not Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yep, Jeez. That's the one. Woo. I was oh, like, nice. damn it. Let me get it before he gets finds it. Oh, um, Hugh Grant. Dope. It's a it's a star-studded cast. Oh my Wait, goodness. Nicole good. Kidman's character. I, I'm assuming she played her well because I hated her. Yeah. I despised <laughs> her character. I thought that she was a terrible person. I thought that she made a lot of things worse. Um but then again, you know. Uh, Hugh Grant was his character was also a sociopath, like a mega mega sociopath. But um, it starts out slow. The first two episodes, because I think it's only six episodes. So the first two episodes, I was just like, Ugh. but then it starts to it starts to pick up, and then and then it kind of pulls you in, and then I don't know. The ending was weird to me. I didn't I didn't I knew that he was crazy, but. And so it it Carolina loved the ending. She thought it was very fitting. Um but anyway, so it starts out you meet this uh rich socialite mom in a uh parent meeting for a fundraiser that they're doing for the private school that their kids go to. Okay. They brought in a mom that was part of the diversity program who wasn't a rich woman but her son was being allowed to go so she was allowed onto the the board as to help. And it turns out, like, she's, like, she's, like, heavy trying to seduce Nicole Kidman's character. Just, like, off rips out of nowhere. <laughs> At one point, like, she's got her baby with her, and she just, like, whips out her titty. But she does it in, like, a mad seductive fashion. Like, yo, yo, chill. <laughs> chill. Hey, yo, um, have you seen this titty, though? Yo. It was a titty, though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, um, so that whole thing is going down. Everyone's, like, she's really weird, but whatever. They go and they have their um their fundraiser. Everything's going down. She sees her again. She's all super emotional. She calms her down. She gives her a kiss and just leaves. Like, whoa. All right. 
So then the next day she sees her at uh, the sauna, just on some random shit. She's like butt ass naked, just standing there in front of her. Like, yeah, flex, yo, killing it. And flexing. then everyone else has clothes on, mind you. Like you see other people in the scene with clothes on, and she's just standing there butt ass naked yo, you talking gotta to her. This dominance sometimes. And that man. evening, you know, that evening, her husband has to go out to uh, to to get food. Oh, actually, I think. Actually, I think the sauna scene was before the fundraiser. So that happens. And then they go to the fundraiser. And then the next day she ends up dead. That was swift. That was the... So that's the setup. That's the setup. <laughs> like, literally, that's the scene set up for the first two two episodes. And you're like, what? Yeah, that was pretty sudden. And it was... and it Because it was still... You still felt mid-buildup. Mid because she was just doing weird shit. Like, yo, I'm mad sexy for no reason. My titties stay out, yo. I always have a reason to break out my titties in front of you for no reason. Like, it was weird. And so you're you're preoccupied with that, and bam, she's dead. And you're like, uh, huh. Okay. Does that mean I don't get to see the titties no more? I mean, clearly the titties were off limits at this point, <laughs> um, based on the way she died. Um, but yeah, and so then the, there's progress. So I don't, since you want to watch it, I definitely don't want to ruin it for you, but I mean, it's nah, got nah. a crazy that's, arc. That's that courtroom drama you, you were watching earlier, right? Or the, yes, the, they were yeah. in the court. Yeah, yeah. When you, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's. It, oh, okay. I'm not gonna watch it. It's a okay. drama. It's a drama. Yeah, no. And so, um, then, so, so, fuck it. I'm gonna just spoil it because yeah. it's a recommendation and a spoiler in the same episode. You dick. <laughs> um. So then, plot progresses. You find out the husband got fired from his job like three months ago, and he's been faking it. Boom. Well. Then you find out. Oh shit! He got fired because. He was fucking the chick who was hitting on his wife. Okay. And then the whole thing is transpiring and everyone's like, it can't be him. It can't be him. It can't be him. They have, but the police are pretty, pretty sure it's him. And so, you know, a, a bunch of other people get involved because you find out that her friend was representing her uh, or was giving advice to her husband in his legal disputes. But that was honestly just on some friendship. But they, the way they presented it kind of made it seem Red sideways. Harry. Yeah. And then uh, the father, her father always hated him. But, you know, the first she was a psychologist and she ignored all of the signals that that man was a sociopath, <laughs> you know? And, and, and it's always weird. Like when people who are estranged from their family also don't feel compelled to explain why they're estranged from their family. Like they just go about it. Like it's like, like, like it's normal. <laughs> it's like, no nigga, it's not normal. Like I understand life circumstances can estrange you from your family. What's not normal is for you to act like it's normal for people to just not fuck with their family anymore. Like, no, most people are okay, at least with their family, at least to talk about them like normal families. Like, Definitely. if you have no contact with your family for decades <laughs> and you, you don't have an explanation, that's a fucking red, that's a red alert, nigga. Yeah, it is. It's and so she ignored that one. And so that was the first thing I was like, oh, so she's just not. Bro, my family just don't exist. What are you talking about? You see, but the problem was that he was always able to hide his crazy. The problem was is that the chick he was fucking with that he ended up killing, she was also crazy. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, was she also sounds very crazy, crazy. Like the, with the, the titty whipping she, and the yeah, establishing exactly. dominance and shit like that. Yeah, was very, and, and so that definitely was... So, and then, oh, and, and then you find out, like, that... It, so, in the middle of, of, of all of this, you find out, like, oh... The husband is taking care of the daughter, the newborn daughter. The newborn daughter is the other guys. 
What other guy? Is the guy who was fucking his wife. Lord, and so he said the husband's been taking care of the 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 child of this guy for this whole time. So now that's that's motive, my nigga. Like, let me find out. Let me find out. Let me find out. Anyway, where's fear status? Like, you know what I mean? Like. And so, oh my god! They, and so the, and then he gets this really high-powered attorney that that the Hugh Grant's character gets this high-powered attorney who's like about to get this nigga off, and then, uh, out of nowhere, um, Nicole Kidman's character gets a hold of his his mom, and his mom was like, "Nah, this nigga's crazy. Yeah. Like he killed his. He got. He was supposed to be watching his sister, and his sister uh died because she ran outside and got hit by a car." And that nigga showed no remorse for what happened. Like, no guilt, no nothing. And I was like, maybe he was just, like, fighting it inside. Like, because that's some crazy shit. Like, that's got to be a lot of self-loathing going on. And that might be, as an A-type personality, you might not be okay with showing that to your family. Blah, blah, blah. Nah, that nigga was a sociopath. He really was that crazy. <laughs> and then, like, you find out, like, yeah, he was the killer the whole time. And at one point, you think his son is the killer. Because his son fucking ends up with the murder weapon. <laughs> and they get the murder weapon, dog. That's it. Yeah, it was crazy. It, it it was a good twist and turn. Yeah, I was gonna say. It I would like give a it a solid ride. like seven because okay. it, I mean the acting was amazing. Um, I just I I don't find I've seen I'm kind of just like worn out on white people storylines and that's it, it was definitely engendered to a certain like lifestyle and perspective because like nah nigga that would never happen to black that black people would never be able to go through any shit like that it just would never happen um and so yeah you know what i mean like get, getting the high-powered attorney making two million dollar bail cash bail like come on man come on who making a two million dollar cash bail that you know oh uh, that's funny just say it yeah you know i mean so it was a little bit disassociated but that's all good you know what i mean you don't got to relate to everything so it was yeah. it, it was well done you know what I mean? Even if it wasn't my favorite storyline to follow. Uh, the, it, and the story was well-crafted. It was well-crafted because, man, I thought it was her. I thought it was her the whole time. <laughs> I definitely put it on the wife. I was like, nah, nigga, you found out that your husband not only was cheating on you, but that nigga had a family. And that nigga let his son catch him and was just acting like that shit was cool. Like, nah, that nigga was a super sleaze bag, bro. That nigga was super. <laughs> yo, Hugh Grant's character was super sleaze bag, bro. Oh man. oh man, that nigga was on like definitely on another level of of, of douchebaggery, taking it to the to the to the upper decks, bro. But um, yeah, yeah now the undoing, that, the undoing was worth a watch, and it was easily bingeable. It was only six episodes. I really appreciated it for that. I super appreciated that it was only six episodes. If they tried to drag it out for 10, I would have been pissed. <laughs> if I had to watch 10 epi- episodes of that, I would have been upset in the end. That's pretty much how I felt about um uh, New Mutants. If that was if that was like 30 minutes longer, I I'm pretty sure I might have had a very different opinion yeah, on that movie. It was going yeah. down fast. <laughs> like like it was a slow descent from the beginning, <laughs> but it was about to plummet. It wasn't that, it was just that there wasn't much that they were doing, you know what I mean? It was like we're trapped in a house. Okay, it's not a house. We can't. This is our doctor. Okay, we can't trust our doctor. Let's get out of here. That's. I don't really know how much more you could do with that, given the setting and the characters that you had. So if it was any longer, I felt like it would have dragged for show. Yikes! They couldn't add any depth to that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but I guess that's where the creativity of the show, uh, of the of the screenwriters and all that stuff, gotta gotta really shine. 
Yeah, I when you have a very bland storyline like that, you gotta yeah, add shit. I think when you trap them in the house, like you fucked yourself over. You know what I mean? That that one setting for the movie, just I don't know if that really. Uh, I don't know. Oh, the movie took all the whole movie took place in that one setting. Yes, sir. The entire Ye- movie takes place in that house. Oh no, that takes that's hard to do. The whole it's not that- impossible, and people have done it. It's not you know, but boy, is that hard to do? Single yeah. setting movie. <laughs> it's, Yowzer. It's, yeah. No. Yeah. They they never leave at all. Uh, at the beginning, just like that, the opening sequence before the credits roll, where you see um Danny outside on a reservation. And that's like I said, that's in the opening credits. By the time the opening credits are over, she wakes up inside the building, and they're inside the asylum for the rest of the. That's world. hard. Like, and then that is typically the province of a horror movie. I can see why you would get that vibe in a single setting movie like that easily. Yeah. And that's that's how they played it. Like her, they started once everybody started tripping out, and their fears started to come like they're. I mean, Sam himself was saying that he's being that they're demons. People are saying that they're demons and shit running around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> you know. But yeah, so that that's pretty much what the what I've been watching. So I would definitely say catch the un, uh the undoing, but Parasite way overhyped, way overhyped. I did not. I I, I didn't see the. Yeah, I agree. Overhyped. I did. I did not see what everybody was, what the hubbub was about at all. Mm-mm. But yeah, there's been some random shit going on in the entertainment industry. You know, they had the 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 Mike versus Roy fight. Did you get to see any of it? I did not. How did that turn out? So it, it, they they both they both lasted the fight. I guess it was the fight was mostly relegated to body shots. You know what I mean? They weren't That's doing fair. a lot of head hunting. Um, the the fight ended in a draw, which I thought was that was the way that was the only way to do it because they weren't really fighting fighting you know what right, I mean it's like an exhibition right? it was an exhibition yeah. so yeah if they both kept to the rules and fought a good fight it was a draw and I and I but everyone said that Mike outshowed him it looked Mike Mike looked great in the ring like he awesome. he really put the work on that's kind of what I figured yeah yeah people were saying that Mike won but as an exhibition match it rightfully ended as a draw which I agree with. Um, I only got to see clips. I didn't get to see the whole fight. But it was great, man. The post-fight was awesome. The undercard was wild. That's the one the I The undercard saw. was but some white boy so knocking short. out this nigga like... Jake like it Paul was knocking nothing. out Nate Robinson. Who is Nate NBA Robinson? Player? Who is he? He's a former... Oh, come on, man. We all know NBA players are softer <laughs> than a fucking tissue. Get the fuck out of here. No wonder. <laughs> well, I was like, Nate Robinson looked like he was thugging. I thought he might have been like... I don't know. Maybe like a rapper or something. Nah, man. Oh, he's an NBA player. Yeah, no, NBA players are, are fucking soft. The majority. Now that is now you have anomalies. You got your your Wallace cousins. You got your you got your um your your Metal World pieces. You know what I mean? You got your real ones. You got your Latrell Sprewells. But they are the minority. I promise you. You know, you got your Allen Iversons. There's a lot of fighters. Your Anthony Masons. Your your Oakleys. You got some good fighting. Fighting dudes in the NBA. Don't get me wrong. The vast majority of the NBA are not fighters, bro. Yeah, I mean, they're soft as a motherfucker. Definitely wasn't one of them fighters either. Bro, he yo, he took that shit on the chin and went down bro, face he first. He went down Dude, hard. Dude, I'm not saying you got to win. I'm just saying you can't get put down like a yeah, dog, he went down bro. Hard, bro. And, and he, he was ate out, it. out. He out. was. <laughs> 
<laughs> my nigga went to sleep. Ooh, night, night. Oh, night, no. night, baby. <laughs> All this shit talking, bro. Never Ooh. talk shit again, buddy. You can't, like, you know what I'm saying? Just. You can't even go back to that city, bro. Oh, just, nigga, just yo, don't show your face online, nigga. <laughs> don't you ever floss like your heart again. Because, like, now, you you're, talk, now, now it's going to be a verb. You got Jake you Paul. You got Jake Paul's, my nigga. You rolled up on a white boy oh, thinking shit. everything was sweet and got laid no, out. You can't get knocked out by one of the Paul brothers, bro. No, that's not a good one. You feel me? You just not made one of the internet's biggest douchebags more powerful. Oh, bro, well dude. Oh, he, oh my goodness. He's like a, he's he's definitely uh, the Saiyan version of a troll. For sure, for sure. Oh my goodness! Like every time he slays someone like that, he his power level goes up. Oh, oh what? exponentially. Definitely. Exponentially. This motherfucker will not shut up now. Uh, I wonder who he's gonna fight next after this shit, cause you already know this is gonna light a fire under. Well, hopefully, I don't know, man. Somebody's yo, somebody's gotta step up. And Mike put Tyson, this, oh. <laughs> dude, that would be that would be a terrible thing for him to do. If he yeah, no, thought that, that he would be was not fair at all. if he thought that he was gonna step in the ring with Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson was gonna be respectful to him like he was to Roy Jones. You have to understand, Roy Jones was fighting up to three years ago. Mike hasn't fought in 16 years. It's a very big difference. Roy is in good shape. Roy didn't come into this stupidly. You know what I mean? Of course he did not want to get into a head-hunting battle with with Mike Tyson. Nobody does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. sure. Nobody should ever want to do that. But to say that he went in there and didn't think that or know that he was capable of putting up a good fight, not be, not be. You don't know Roy Jones. <laughs> nah, Roy Body Jones hit? was a stellar fighter in his heyday, bro. And he still is a very, very good fighter. You know what I mean? He's not at his peak, but he sure as hell is a still a world-class fighter. And so, yeah, I'm glad. I was very, very happy with what I saw of it. You know, I'm glad that they they chose to take the route that they did. The, post, the post-fight interview was amazing. Everybody, eh, 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 so the guy asked, the guy, the, the, the interviewer asked, uh, Roy Jones. So uh, everybody came to this wondering, you know, uh, they were, were they were scared if you're going to get hurt. You know what I mean? He's like, and then Mike's like, excuse me, why ain't nobody worried about whether I'm going to get hurt? Rude. This nigga was fighting three years ago. I ain't <laughs> fighting forever. This ain't me just being a spring chicken. I was like, oh shit, Mike, uh, let him know. But Mike was absolutely right. You know, and he was like, yo, Roy hit me and that yeah, shit hurt. That's what yeah, I, I mean. Like, about. don't. Like, Until don't you pointed out that they were roughly the same age, I was just like, "Yo, my Mike Tyson's so old." I, but yo, black people be aging so gracefully. Oh, wonderfully, wonderfully. I'll be forgetting, man. And you like, know, whatever you want to say about Mike as a person, he's always lived a healthy life. Like he ain't gonna just he ain't gonna to to age that's like true that poorly because he's always I've been ever an athlete. seen athletes live healthily. Most yeah, of them. I don't think I've ever seen Mike in like a sloppy phase ever. And like lots of um, bless you, lots of different um, athletes when they're not in their prime, they'll go through like a slightly chubby yeah, phase nah, before never seen they Floppy like go Mike. back. Never seen now Floppy you, Mike. Yeah, I've never seen Mike not look more or less like eighty to ninety percent ready fighting, to a fighting, a fighting potential. Yeah, yeah. Since I've never seen Mike not yeah, capable of punching out ninety percent of the people in the world. But yeah. Good old Iron Mike. I'm really glad, man. He, I'm I'm really loving his uh his, his third arc, man. He's yo Mike, yo Mike's chapters, bro. And I yeah, and, and 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 I don't even sure. know. I don't. Because I, I, he started I off rough. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I hesitate to say that this is even his last chapter. I think he's got more more pages to turn for Definitely, sure, man. Do your thing, Mike. Shit, still got like forty years left. Yeah, big time. So um, what else been going on? Um, 
oh geez the we have we have young thugs comments where you where you where you made privy to to his his foolery on the, the expeditiously podcast yo man i love me some elton john because elton john kisses ass bro I this guess. nigga I don't, is I don't know the, where the logic he's literally the physical but. embodiment of the hubris of child <laughs> like he is the childish hubris of this generation all congealed into one human shaped blob like this nigga has the nerve to pretend like he doesn't know any Andre 3000 verses just because Andre 3000 won't give him the personal deference even though in public Andre 3000 has given uh, Young Thug tons of accolades mm-hmm. Young Thug has openly admitted his influence and just because probably in his most recent uh, uh, exchange with him he did he didn't kiss his ass like Elton John now he's gonna pretend like he don't know anything about the relevance of Andre 3000 yo Young Thug is a bitch ass nigga dude I really dislike <laughs> this nigga and I literally dislike that the fucking that his simple use of auto tune in a trap beat has enraptured a whole fucking generation of people. Like, it's sad. Like, especially when we have such quality artists out there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and and the funny part is, is like, he doesn't even do it the best. Like, Roddy Rich stole that nigga's style and does it better than him. (laughs) Clearly. Like, he, Roddy Rich put out one album and eclipsed fucking Young Thug instantaneously. Like, that just shows the lack of longevity that I think that Thug really does have. Like, he'll be in the scene. I'm not saying he's gone off the scene. I'm just saying that you don't see Thug chart topping when there's niggas doing the same thing that he's doing over here setting records. You know what I mean? Like, and then you have the nerve to expect Andre 3000, who is the pinnacle of his genre, to sit here and ass kiss you? Mike, my nigga, what is wrong with you? Like, I just, like, he's an idiot, dude. And, and, and it sucks <laughs> that he has a whole fucking tribe of young idiots running behind him, swearing he's so fucking musical with his vocal with his vocal rendition like fuck out of here young thug is a mediocre artist he makes decent music it's very popular but he is neither technical or i would even debate the artistry behind him like it's he has a formula that he just keeps hitting on you you know what i mean like that is not the height of artistry that is not that is not him him being a dynamic artist over time that is not him earning the right to talk to andre 3000 <laughs> Period. So that's just my opinion, and I've held that opinion for a long time. That's not just me coming out on a limb because this nigga's acting wild, reckless. I've always said that about Thug. I've never been a fan of this nigga since since this nigga's been deep throat in a fucking uh m fucking uh assault rifle in a wedding dress. <laughs> like no nigga, no. I've never respected no nigga who thinks that that is that. Not even to say that we have to define masculinity that way, but he's using those images and tropes purposely because they are not masculine. So he's trying to embody something that is very, very antithetical to what a black man in America really finds as masculine. Now, if you want to try to redefine that, let's have that conversation. But what he did was just pure shock value. He did that because he was trying to play on the values that we currently have, not because he was trying to redefine them. He wasn't being cool and and, and 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 stepping up the artistry. No. That's not what he was doing. Let's not be fooled by fucking by by people who fucking, you know, call art shit art. <laughs> you know, these are the same people who fucking go to a fucking museum in France and see somebody 
in an art display covered in shit and be like, wow, that's deep. Like, no, nigga, that's just a fucking person covered in shit. That's not art. Like, let's 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 really, really think deeply about what we're doing here. And I don't know. I just find Young Thug to be the the most empty representation of what the artistry of hip hop could be. But I don't know. I'm probably alone in that opinion. But I thought that his 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 uh his comments there on the expeditiously podcast were very much indicative of that. I don't know if you if you actually heard any of that interview. Yeah, I heard what he said. <laughs> no thoughts and opinions. I mean, nah, you know, you already said it. He sounds like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> you covered the most of it. I think it sounded dumb. But yeah, yo, nigga. I've heard a couple of tracks off of this new Juicy J project. Ooh, nice. Bro. Oh, my gosh. This project, yo, I it's, it, I never knew I needed Juicy J in my life like this, bro. Juicy J I never shit. fucking knew. I never knew. And every artist that I heard on this project so far, they came... They came with the fire. I'm just like, yo, Conway's Conway has a track on there. I'm just like, yo, why did this nigga do this to this track? <laughs> like, why, yo, like, what are they trying to do to the game right now? Because it's already November, nigga. Like, what am I, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my year with fire like this coming out, man? I gotta, yo, this album is coming together to, and now I think it's already done and 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 out. I gotta go uh, purchase it online. But I only heard a few tracks that uh that I that I saw were released on social media. Yo, Whew. Juicy J, commending that man, yo, because like it's Juicy J, like the 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 beats that he's that he's putting on these tracks are emblematic of him and at the same time relevant today. Like they don't sound dated at all, but they sound yes. Juicy J. Like that shit is crazy. Like that is I, because it's so the errors of rap are so distinct to me. You know what I mean? The sounds that are generated during the different eras. Even today, the eras are very much more packed together. But you can hear the sounds of when things are made from year to year. Juicy J sounds timeless, bro. It sounds like him today and without missing a beat. And the artist on there, man, whew, definitely check that out if you can. Because what I've heard of it, fire. I'm definitely looking forward to catching the rest of that album. Yeah, that sounds pretty dope. Yeah, man. <clears throat> but uh, let's go ahead and just hit up some of the, the, the politics shit that's been going on. So we've started. So the the first the round of popular voting is pretty much done. All the relevant recounts have happened. Everything. So we can now start looking at some of the uh, the the demographic breakdowns and so forth that that are coming out with a little bit more uh, validity. And it's interesting, Joe Biden got over 80 million votes, evidently. And it's so funny, man. Donald Trump has such a... He has the uncanny ability of saying things I agree with, but not for the reason that he's saying it. Like, this thing is like, I don't believe at all that Joe Biden got 80 million votes. And I'm like, you know, in a normal election, I totally agree with you. But I absolutely believe that 80 million people said, we got to get the fucking... We got to get you the fuck up out of here. We gotta get Trump up the fuck up out of here. I absolutely believe that. I absolutely. Really? I wouldn't even like be surprised you. if seventy million of them were protest votes. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if seventy million of them were protest votes. That would be that would be completely reasonable if they told me that. And 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 so yeah, it's. I think that personally, 
it's interesting that this is what motivates people because now we're looking at voter turnout at, at, uh, of about 65% of the eligible electorate, which is actually what normal countries vote at. Like normal countries, and it actually, um, in countries that are transitioning into new forms of government, you typically will get like ridiculously high turnout for elections because people are very highly invested in in a transition of power but like in a normal stable democratic country you usually get around 65 to 75 percent of the electorate uh electorate out and so it just it, it astounds me that it takes it that this is the election that generates the kind of political engagement that we should normally have this kind of weird fucking sideways election where you got joe biden who is like the do nothing return to nothing candidate and a fucking a pretty much regime change to open fascism like man america we gotta just learn to do the things we need to do because they're important to do like if this if you're gonna partake in this kind of politics you should do so willingly not because the threat of fascism is at your door and that's not exculpatory of the fact that it still shows that almost 60% of white people of any gender, any demographic voted for Trump. Like, all right, guys. All right. You just, white people, you just can't be surprised if I ask you if you're racist when I meet you. Because there's a substantial chance that you are. And that is what it is. But I think that I have the right to know. And you have the right to know whether I think that you ha- that you should have rights. Please. Feel free to address me and ask me whether I believe in your right to vote and your right to to free speech and your right to live without the fucking oppression of 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 jackbooted thugs on your neck. Because I'd be more than happy to explain to you. Of course, I believe in your right for that. It should be easily spoken about. But Americans are so in fucking denial of their history that you know they still seem to not understand. Like, yes, the majority of white people in this country are racist. And guess what? They tend to attract people from other countries who are also racist. And they love to indulge in the racist structures of America. It, you know, we'll never deal with them unless we acknowledge them, unless you just don't want to deal with them. And at that point, I reserve the right to not fuck with you. You know what I mean? Like, white people really do have to start to do some soul searching. And I said that when Donald Trump was first elected and no soul searching happened, definitely not in the political spectrum. The political spectrum, the Democratic Party is looking trash. You got fucking Neera Tandon being considered for a cabinet position. Neera fucking Tandon. She hates everything liberal about the Democratic Party. She hates everyone on the left. She hates the squad. She hates Bernie Sanders. She despises all forms of progressivism in the Democratic Party. And this is who they want in their cabinet. And she's open about it. She goes on HBO television all the time and talks to Bill Maher about how much she despises it. She has publications that she that she editorializes that she talks about it. So it's it's you know there's got to be some soul searching because when this when this administration fails and we get another one term president out of this Democrat, the Republican that follows is going to be a fucking monster. It's going to be a monster, and 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 if you think things are bad under Trump, shit could be way worse. I promise. But yeah, man. Oh, you got speaking of shit going down this uh in new york they they had a a religious ceremony uh well it was a wedding for a very popular rabbi something like 
5,000 people showed up. I don't know if that's hyperbole, if that was an accurate number, but it was hundreds and hundreds of people gathered in this one place in the middle of the pandemic against the city regulations. So they got broken up. They sued the city. It reached all the way up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled on the side of uh, the 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 pandemic lockdown violating their freedom of religion. So this is the kind of shit that they were talking about. Like the the Supreme Court is very 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 religiously weighted. They do not. They believe that the. Freedom of religion supersedes the laws, the federal laws and mandates, or even municipal laws and mandates. I never, I never considered that my religious rights ever superseded any level of law or legislation. And the Supreme Court has now made legal precedent that, oh, most certainly they do. And this wasn't even like a real religious celebration. This was a wedding. So it was religious only in the fact that there were rabbis present. This wasn't even like, you know, Rosh Hashanah or, or is, that a, is that a Jewish holiday, Rosh Hashanah? I think so. Or Hanukkah or mm-hmm. something of that nature. I don't even know if they gather in big gatherings for those holidays. But, you know, it, it, it's it's not even something that you would explicitly designate as a Jewish religious holiday that, that you'd think would, would be able to supersede a, a lockdown ordinance that is for public safety. And it's funny because, you know, I know it sounded super racist when I was saying it, but I've always I've mentioned this when the pandemic first started. There is an issue that is going to arise with these Orthodox Jewish communities. And now Cuomo is going to battle with what? The Orthodox Jewish community because they refuse (laughs) to acknowledge the ordinances. And the thing is, is that if they get to not acknowledge it, then anyone could do it. It's really just you can't govern evenly when there's a subsection of people who cons- who consistently consider themselves exceptions to the rules because those exceptions have to apply also to everyone else as well which makes the governance fallible makes it impossible to enforce and 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 you know one day they're going to you know this isn't just like a political community this is an ethnic community. These people are organizing based on their religious, their religion. I'm not saying that that we should be persecuting religions, but we're giving people extra rights because of religion at this point. That shit is crazy. Like, I don't understand how that's supposed to be healthy in a, a, a cosmopolitan society like ours, where we have so many, we have a plurality of religions and ideas. We can't super. We can't elevate one religion above all others like that. That's not fair. That's not. That's not the letter of the law. It's not the spirit of the law. And I don't know. I think that at some point they're gonna have to really deal with that shit. And 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 just you gotta be. If you're gonna be in America, you gotta be like Americans. Like every other American, unless you're a Hasidic Jew, has to you know abide by lockdowns. How is that fair? That's 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 an exception for a group that that I don't know doesn't I don't think that they've met the 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 burden of proof that would say that yeah they deserve this here exception. That only empowers the Christian extremists to now say hey you know you got you got them and they have thousands we just want to have a couple hundred here at our church and it's like God oh, Jesus of course yes let's gather some of the most vulnerable people in society in one place that's exactly what we should be doing in the pandemic. Then we wonder why we're still going through spikes and curves when there's places that 
you know, there's there's you know large countries, decently sized countries that are in the below hundreds of of cases per week, much less deaths. You know, we gotta we gotta fix fix all of these gaping holes in our in our in our society. You know, and 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 for what it's worth, at least while I'm here, I'd I'd love to be able to to work towards that. You know, but I'm more inclined to say, you know, honestly, if this is how they want it, then who am I? You know, I don't. I I feel a lot of times like these aren't bugs; these are features. These are features of the society. Been designed with that in mind. Mm-hmm. And in, you know, shit's going down around the world. There's been a bunch of shit happening. You got Hong Kong. It's looking ugly for democracy in Hong Kong. China's China put out a statement saying how well it's going in Hong Kong, and Hong Kong is slowly moving back towards democracy. And it's like, oh. China says that they're moving towards democracy. They're absolutely not moving towards democracy. We know that's not what's happening. You know, we can all accept that as whatever statement is coming out of Beijing is not what's happening in Hong Kong. That's just factual, actual factual. And and so that's going to be, man, China's moving to unify in a way that America never can. That was, you know, you have... In few subregions of of Chinese colonization, like Taiwan and uh, and Tibet, uh, that are places of dissidence, but with the with the, the squelching of of Hong Kong, mainland China is pretty much homogenized. You know, they they've ethnically cleansed a lot of the the Muslims in the the northwest. They've pushed a lot of the the ethnic Mongolians out of the country. Like it's. It, you know, China is China's really moving to unify as a country in a way that I don't know if it's healthy for the citizenry. And I definitely don't know if it's healthy for the for the world stage, because China is not the country that I would like to see dictating any kind of of, of major world order. Ooh. Not that America's any better. Let me not <laughs> let me act. I mean, I don't say that from a high and mighty position. It's not that America is doing such a great job at that place. I'm just saying it doesn't make sense to go from bad to worse or from bad to bad or from bad to not great. It makes sense to make legitimate progress where it's capable, you know, and I don't know where you would look for, for some place that, that is legitimately capable of leading the world, but sure as hell ain't China. That is for definite. But you got that going on in Hong Kong. And then they, they just murdered a nuclear physicist in Iran who has no background in 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 the weaponization of nuclear material? This man was he's dedicated his life to to building a nuclear power plant. He's dedicated his all of his 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 work to to being able to provide an abundant source of energy to his country, only to be murdered. On the on the back of we had to stop their missile program, which he was in no part or any way, shape, or form involved in. And I don't know, man. I don't know how many times you could just say commit acts of war against the country before they're just like, I guess we just got to go to war with you. I mean, we're gonna lose, but we're also losing right now. You have massive sanctions that are fucking up our economy. You're killing our scientists. You know, you're. You, I'm sure the CIA has numerous clandestine operations fucking with them, like. It's just like, at what point do they stop and say, you know what, we're just going to fuck it. I guess we got to go to war. Like, we have no option when you will not leave us be in peace. Like, I don't know, man. That shit's going to get ugly. And I feel like this is just 
one of the ways in which Trump is is willing to to, to you know leave the bed with with a pile of shit in it, you know, and it sucks because there's a lot of people's lives at risk here. There's a lot of people's lives affected by this, you know, and and I'm sure that Iran has its own problems. I'm sure that if left to their own devices, things wouldn't be perfect. But America really needs to work on not being such a bad actor in every place that we show up in the world. Like, there's just such a bad actor. It's and then and then the gaslighting that follows. Like, it's just at some point, somebody, so somebody somewhere is gonna not not appreciate America, and they're gonna have the power to do something about it. And I just, with all this military bluster and might, I don't think that they're going to be ready for it, and it's going to suck. It's going to suck because they're going to not—they're not going to attack in a in a way that that our military is going to be effective in in protecting us. They're gonna they're gonna commit terrorism, and 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 this is what people mean when they talk about like you keep, try not to produce terrorists. Don't make your enemies. Like if you keep on, you know agitating countries for your own profit and gain, they're going to react. And you can't, you can't hold, you can't act like you can control the way in which they act. You can't tell them this is the right way to react when, when, when you're causing the lives of people that they love. It's, it's just not, it's not fair. It's not healthy. And it won't, it, it won't create a stable world. It only puts us at more risk. Yeah, but with that being said, on December 14th is the last day that uh, the Electoral College will be voting. So that's going to be an interesting day for us. So we'll wrap on this little conversation on the last thing that Trump came out and said is that the only way he leaves the Oval Office is if the Electoral College votes him out. Which means he clearly doesn't believe in the popular vote anymore. He's he's not even listening to the popular vote. I, I don't even know if he's going to be fighting on that axis anymore. But on December 14th, the Electoral College will be throw, casting their votes. And I fear that he has... I don't know if he's got people moving cogs inside of that. But that's going to be the real... Like, we've gotten through the, uh, the popular vote. The next thing that we need to be watching out for is electoral vote. Because that's how he won the presidency the first time. He lost the popular vote and he won the Electoral College. And on December 14th is when we find out who really the president is. The media has been doing a great job of convincing everyone that, that Biden's the president. He's the one that the popular vote won. But we all know the Electoral College is the one who chooses the, pre- the president. And on December 14th is 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 when they cast their, their final vote. So we'll see we'll see what happens to america as a bad actor in the world after that point because we have yet to get out of the the morass that is our own electoral fucking politics you know yeah so we'll wrap on that you know i don't want you to start out your week too depressingly hope you guys have been enjoying yourself uh definitely follow us on the social media if you get a chance you can find us on instagram at heron's home podcast and you can find me on the twitter at Curry underscore t and at home heron Catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G sound. And always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks for joining us, guys. Peace. Take it easy.